Nerds International proudly presents And welcome to another episode. So, yeah, things have been busy here in the old Dragon's Real cave. Um, we're now up to 4,500 listeners on Anchor. The YouTube channel is going well with 5,000 views. So that was um, a good choice by me to put uh, my episodes up on YouTube. It's now doubled the uh, audience in the six-month period. So uh, that's good news. And I've also managed to do some unique youtube content as well with some videos on virtual tabletops so if that's your jam check that one out i've just uh, recently done a video on youtube on using the simple world building system for foundry so uh, how we can get other rpgs into foundries that aren't supported so uh, if that's your uh, if you want to have a look at that so then please feel free to do that so um today yeah well this one's for you, Lamaru. So I'm looking at here a game that was to change the RPG system forever. It bucked the trends of other RPGs. It was self-published and it was all written in two hours with just one playtest, which resulted in one rule change. And within 15 years, this set of rules had three editions, several supplements, five licensed translations, a gamer's choice reward, a metal line of minis, a paper line of minis, and a D20 version by Mongoose Game. And you've probably still never heard of it. So let's go back to the 1980s. So, back in the 1980s, the RPG industry was very different. 90% of the games were targeted at teenage boys. So, we had things like the G.I. Jane Calendar by Victory Games. And males were macho and females wore high heels and stockings. And that was the way things were. But Greg Porter was sitting in his car without a radio, travelling to work, asking himself, how could he change this? And more importantly, how could he make cash out of it? So, with that, he wrote... Macho Women with Guns, in two hours, in one sitting, on a typewriter. It's tasteless humour with scantily clad women and rewarding players for pointless violence. And not only that, he went to Origins to sell it and sold 120 copies. So let's have a look at Macho Women with Guns. So it's set in a near-future America where societies collapsed due to the misdeeds of the Reagan administration. Taking advantage of the earthly chaos, Satan has dispatched her female minions, the bat-winged bimbos from hell, to rebuild society in a form she approves of. The Vatican has responded to Satan's plans by dispatching its elite group of warrior nuns, the sisters of Our Lady of Harley-Davidson, to combat the bimbos. These two groups of women compete, sometimes violently, to rebuild civilization by vanquishing post-apocalyptic menaces and male chauvinism. Dimensional warps caused by the conflict have opened connections to a serial of parallel universes, each of which, which represents a different genre, environment such as fantasy, Lovecraftian horror, science fiction. So these universes, along with Earth, constitute a campaign setting that is known in Macho Women with Guns as the Machoverse. 
Player characters in the Macho Women with Guns are buxom women with a penchant for revealing clothing who engage in combat with otherworldly menaces like the puppies of Tindonis and fighting male chauvinism such as the drunken frat boys. And occasionally they fight each other. So let's have a look at the mechanics. Well, it's very simple really. It's a 3D6 system where you roll less than the appropriate attribute. And that is it. That is the system. Simples. It's, is it an RPG or is it a tabletop skirmish game? Well, it's very close because Macho Women uses hex movement. So it's possibly more of a skirmish game. But let's get a little more into it. How do we create a character? Well, it's a point-by system. You have 70 points. And you spend these 70 points on attributes, skills, advantages and disadvantages. Whichever way you want. There are five attributes. Strength, which is lifting and hand-to-hand -hand damage. Dexterity, which is your coordination and speed. Your looks, very important for macho women. Physical attractiveness. Macho, which is your presence, your strong stomach. And health, which is the damage you take before you come monster chow. There are no intelligence skills. All attributes range from 8 to 19+. plus. The cost of them depends on the level you want to buy at. Then we have our skills. And this isn't your boring set of skills. Oh no, Macho Women has really thought about this. The skills are what they say in a tin. So we have running high heels. You can shoot big guns, shoot little guns, throw things. Examples being knives, grenades and small children. You hit things with your fists and feet. Cavort about, seduce creature, drive things, fly things and do technical stuff. And each of these skills is linked to one of the attributes and ranges from 0 to 6 or more. If you have a skill, you add that modifier to your attribute which you roll under. And you must have a minimum skill level of 0. If you have no skill at all, then the attribute roll is at minus 3. Then we have advantages. Advantages are little uh, feats or abilities that help you. Uh, these cost between 5 and 10 points. The advantages you may pick from are a plastic surgeon on retainer, which reduces your damage by one hit point. You've got Teflon skin, so you do not suffer penalties to your looks. Or you can pick scriptwriter, which gives you one reroll during a combat. The disadvantages um, you can pick from, and these give you character points back. So you can have a personal weakness, which makes you susceptible to certain objects or monsters. Or bad guys. And in this system, bad guys are called critters. You could have a secret love. Whether it be kittens or Patrick Swayze, maybe. Maybe you pick the disadvantage of top-heavy, where you're overbalanced. Yeah, work that one out for yourself. And chafing. And you cannot wear armour, because it chafes your private parts. So, let's look at combat. Well, combat is the main part of the rules, as you've guessed in the title with Matcha Women with Guns. So... Workout combat, you act in dexterity order, high to low. And if you are tied your decks with someone else, ties are broken by little guns go first, then big guns, then hand-to-hand -hand combat, and then movement. And basically, you can shoot to your front 120-degree arc. To do combat, you roll less than your skill, plus your attribute with modifiers. And there's some negative uh, modifiers for the range in hexes, uh, how many hexes you've moved, firing if you want to fire from your hip, but that they did, although it's a negative to your shooting, it adds plus two to your macho. And whether the target is dodging or you are dodging. And then you get positives if you spend time aiming. In melee, if you hit the defender, the defender can block, rolling less than the same skill the attacker rolled against. 
uh, multiple blocks can be made, but each block you made after the first is at a cumulative minus three. And if you block your uh, with an arm against a weapon, then that arm of yours is going to take some damage. Range attacks. You may attack more than once uh, with a with a uh, weapon of range, but again, each successive uh, range attack is minus three after the first one. And you can uh, attack up to your rate of fire of your weapon in bursts. And you declare the burst you are using and how many rounds of the uh, rate of fire you are using. And the number of hits that you make is you roll under your attribute and skill and the result you roll under is added to one and that is the number of hits you have made up to the maximum number of rounds fired. So for example if you said you were going to roll uh, do a, a burst of five and you roll three under your target number then one plus three is four which is less than five so you're going to do four hits. You can make cold shots to uh, target different locations of the body. Otherwise, uh, when you do damage, you're going to hit a random location. So each weapon is given a damage number from one to 10 and the armor subtracts from the attack. And armor is usually in the range of one to six. And then what you do is, however many um, uh, damage you've got left after absorbing the armor, then that is how many dice you're gonna roll on the location of the body you hit. So you roll 3d6 for your damage location and if you're top heavy you're more likely to get hit in the top half and if it results is on a headshot then for each point of damage it gets through you're rolling a d6. If it's a body shot it's a d4 and for legs or arms you're rolling a d3. So the bestry, what sort of bestry did it have? Well as I said before bestry and monsters and bad guys and NPCs are all called critters and they have three stats. Strength, dexterity and macho. They have a skill modifier when attacking and list their damage. And they may have some special abilities that modify roles. And there are some great beasts and critters in this. We've got killer rabbits, which are cute bunnies with razor sharp teeth. We've got puppies of Tinderloss, cute but from another dimension. We have hell kittens, little lumps of demonic fury. Drunken frat boys, loathsome creatures from an academic dimension covered in noxious drool. We've got a Congressional Subcommittee, which is a slow, shambling mound of paper that keeps advancing. We have TV Evangelists, which are mindless creatures drawn towards women. Aliens. Yeah, just think of the Aliens film. J. Edgar Hoover, a shambling blob of a bigot. We have Chauvinist Swine from the backwater of the galaxy. Yes, you guessed it. In this game, the bad guys are all men. We've got Crow with a Machine Gun which is a small blackbird smoking a cigar armed with an M60. We have Bethulu, a large extra-dimensional entity with the worst breath of the millennium. And finally, the last critter is Isaac Azathoth, an extra-dimensional from pages of fiction which leaves huge piles of transcripts attempting to leave you in a trapped mass of paperwork. There is a, a comprehensive weapon list with each weapon weapon listed saying its damage, its rate of fire, its weight, its shot per clip and the weapon type. Armour listed is its rating, the area covered, the torso etc. Um, but there's no other RPG equipment so is it an RPG? Well that's the question. And then there's a basic uh, random scenario generator when you roll a d6. On the 1 or 2 the scenario is kill everything. On a three or four, you rescue an object or person. On a five or six, you escape across a map being chased. 
And if you rolled a seven, what the hell are you reading this line for? So in the first edition, they referenced some non-existent supplements for fun and fitting in with their theme. But player demand was there. We want those supplements. So poor old Greg had to go away and think of the two supplements and write them. So the following year, in 1989, he wrote Renegade Nuns on Wheels. This was a standalone supplement with the full rules included, which added to the campaign setting and also added rules for ground vehicles. It also added some more skills, advantages and disadvantages that fitted in with the nun theme. So we've got a skill of Prey Like Hell, advantages, cellular phones and winged wimple, that is flying nuns. And disadvantages were Vow of Silence and Vow of Violence. You could also build vehicles with character points and had a vehicle sheet. The bad guys added were Nazi Hell Smurfs, Commies from Mars, Ayatollah Clonani, Psychotic Santas, Mad Bombers, The Antichrist, Porno Publishers, Oddzilla, Hell's Angels and Hell's Tanks. Oh yes, this has got themes in buckets. The next supplement, Batwing Bimbos from Hell, also released in 1989, which added more info on the campaign setting, the Machoverse. It also added aerial movements, so we had altitude, power turns, dives, strafing runs, pursuits. And some more bad guys. You need more bad guys in a macho guns, uh, macho women with guns universe. So we've got Bambo, which is a cross between Bambi and Rambo. We've got plummeting peasants, which are kamikaze fundamentalists. Cupid, slimy scalpers, those specimens that will sell a game for more than double its price because it's out of print and we all know those sorts of people. Mental midgets, which are psychics, and UFOs. Again, added some more new, uh, some more advantages and disadvantages, and some more scenarios. So we had a manhunt where, as the women, you go hunting and our men. Motorcycle jousting, ship to ship massacre, which was a combat on ships of putting pirate ships, invasion of the Nazi nurse headquarters, and vengeance. So at this point, Greg realised this line was getting out of hand, and it was time to read to write the final chapter in 1990. And thus we had the final chapter, part one. And no, there wasn't a part two. It's an in-joke. So the final chapter managed to put everything together from all these supplements, get it into one great big um, volume of the final chapter with all the skills, added a few more new skills like beating things with whips, blowing things up, uh, gambling and stuff like that, uh, more advantages and disadvantages, and some um, new medieval weapons. And some new critters, as in salivating sexists, lawyers, and random Amazons called Ramblesons. Then later on, there was a second edition. The second edition um, was a uh, no major rule uh, changes in that, but it sort of consolidated all the editions together. There was also later released a 70 page soft cover book entitled Macho Women with Guns, second edition, and that was released in 94, which combined all the expanded material together from the four earlier books. There was um, another supplement released in 95 called More Excuses to Kill Things, which was a single collection of adventures. And we had such adventures as Barbarians Are a Drag, where you, rest, where you are princess from another dimension, in Determinator, Robots from the Future, Delta Omnicron 4, a solo adventure when you really needed to play with yourself, and a number of one-shots interspersed. 
I mentioned the miniature line. Yes, there was a couple of miniature lines. Uh, Simtac LLC did a line of metal miniatures and Cumberland Games did um, a number of paper minis using these true type fonts. Uh, those are still available under Sparks under Drive Through RPG. Um, Mongoose did a D20 system in 2003 with three supplements. I have to say, no, it's not as good as the original. Um, so maybe read it if you just want to have some background. But no, the DT20 system, just levels and classes, just doesn't work for macho women with guns. However, they did do two um, excellent supplements called Adolf Hitler, Porn Star, and the Sex Presidents. So that is Macho Women with Guns, a, a an RPG that changed the, uh, the changed the RPG universe and is so well known today that you can't actually get it anywhere. It's been withdrawn. It's not available anywhere. Um, if you do want it, then you've got to really hunt around on the internet and search a few troves and you might find it. But I can't give you any hints on where to find that one. Um, so good luck on finding that. But it's a shame because Macho Women with Guns is a thing of its time and it's an absolute wheeze to read. So, yet. Uh, I really enjoyed reading that and at some point I've got to get this one to the table. And uh, we have a call in and it's that man himself, the man from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. It's Jason. Take it away, Jason. Hey Pete, interesting episode on Desperado. I I don't know. If you're a fan of the video game, I guess it'd be worth playing, or if somebody's running it, I mean I would play it. I I don't think I'd want to run it. I honestly don't see a draw to it. But I do appreciate it's a tie in and and if it gets some video gamers over to doing tabletop and you know, that's great. So I don't see a negative to it at all. There's no negative to have more products out there, right? So anyhow. We'll talk to you later on. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jason. I mean, that um, product is targeted at the video game community. And as you say, if we can get some more video gamers playing our old RPG hobby and a bit of pen and paper and a bit of online gaming, uh, the way RPGs are supposed to be played, then it's not a bad thing. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to play that sort of game, there's plenty of other rules that we already know um, that uh, we can use. But uh, it, I say, well, it's it's a lovely product for free. The uh, artwork and everything is, uh, you know, it's really nice. But yeah, I think a seasoned grognoz ain't going to be playing that one. Okay, on the Nerds International Network, I just want to give a shout out to the uh, Finding the Narrative podcast. That is um, a Genesis RPG podcast. They've just recently released an episode, episode 60. Uh, they've got an inter- interview with Chris Marcus, who is the one of the main contributors. Oh, hit me, Mike. Oh, how unprofessional is this? Yeah, so... Uh, Chris Marcus is a contributor to the Genesis RPG line. So if uh, that's your jam, then check out uh, the Finding the Narrative podcast. So that's all for this week. I hope, Eric Lamaru, if you're listening out there and you haven't switched off yet, you enjoyed my uh, review of Macho Women with Guns. And uh, that's all for this episode. So I'll catch you all on the flip side. listening to the Dragons Are Real podcast. For more information, check out our website at petejones.neurocities.org 
our blog at dragonsarealpodcast.tumblr.com and we're also on YouTube. Thanks for listening.